0: Hello and welcome to another episode of The Discourse, the short form one-on-one interview show with filmmakers, actors, and other industry folks, which is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network. I am your host, Mike D'Angelo. On this episode, I got to sit down with Tyler Gillette and Matt Bettinelli Open, also known as Radio Silence. They're out promoting the digital release of their movie Scream. Yes, that Scream, the 2022 sequel of the beloved horror franchise that follows a new gang of teens that are being slaughtered by a new ghost face. Soon, the old Scream gang of Nev Campbell and Courtney Cox and David Arquette are forced to return to try to help them solve the new slew of murders as Matthew Lillard would say it's a scream baby as a scream fan myself I can confidently say it is a worthy successor to Wes Craven's original four and fans of the original that have you know if you've been holding out or just kind of giving it a little time before you track it down definitely go look for it on your VOD platform of choice starting March 1st uh, which is today so go check it out But before we get to our chat, I've got to tell you that the discourse is a part of the Playlist Podcast Network, which includes the Playlist Podcast, Binge Worthy, Yellowstoners, which I'm also a part of, Be Real, Deep Focus, The Fourth Wall, and more can be heard on iTunes, Anchor FM, SoundCloud, Stitcher, and now Spotify. Follow us on iTunes and you'll get this podcast as well as your other shows regularly. Be sure to subscribe and drop us a comment or a rating, as we do very much appreciate it. Okay, enjoy the discourse with the new faces of horror. Matt bettinelli Open, Tyler Gillette, Radio Silence. So I guess I just want to start first off by congratulating you, obviously, on the success of the film and the sequel being greenlit. Scream is one of my all-time favorite movie franchises, nice. so I'm very happy to see it in good hands, and I love your movie.
1: Thank you. Thank you.
0: Yeah, so first things first. Do you prefer The Babadook?
2: Love The Babadook.
0: <laughs> Love it. <laughs> I, just, I was just re-watching it today, and that, that line made me giggle each time I, I've watched it. <laughs> but in all seriousness, when it comes to, like, origins of the film and getting, you know, involved here, did you approach the studio with this one, uh, bringing back Scream, or did they come to you in a general kind of pitch thing?
2: No, they, you know, it was Jamie Vanderbilt, who's one of the writers, Him and his producing partners, uh, Paul and William over at Project X, they got the opportunity to, with Spyglass, produce the next Scream. And uh, from what we've been told is that as soon as that opportunity presented itself, Jamie basically raised his hand and said, I want to write it. I want these guys to direct it. I want my friend Guy, who wrote Ready or Not, our previous movie, I want him to write it with me. And let's go. And that's basically what happened. We actually had one meeting with the head of Spyglass that we found out later was an audition, essentially, for the role. (laughs) But you know we we to us it was just a general we went in we just kind of Dude. had a normal conversation i'm so glad and we
1: didn't know that it was an audition we oh yeah no no <laughs> we would have been awful <laughs> it would have been yeah, so been
2: bad <laughs> no they People played that perfectly by not telling us. <laughs> yeah no so we just had a good conversation and then like a week or two later got the call saying like hey so now we know now that you guys know that you know guy and i are writing scream and we'd like you to direct it and we you know our minds blew a little bit and then we went over that was like on a Friday on Monday we went to read the script and we were supposed to start shooting or not shooting but start pre-production like three or four weeks after that. And was there COVID was hit. there a
0: big change in the script over that time or was it like you read it and you're like, I wanna no. make this? No. no. Yeah. I the don't script,
1: think yeah. the script ever read something that was like no. that fully formed. It was one. Everything that yeah,
2: everything that changed, right? Changed for production reasons it was like well we can't do that for this reason let's
1: just figure out a new version
0: sure so you accept the job you're you're there on the day what's the hardest part about making a screen movie that no one really considers
1: i think the thing that was that was i I think you know it intellectually going in but i think the thing that we sort of realized really quickly is that they're really complex they're like there are multiple genres in a screen movie for the tone to work like you have to do a great murder mystery you have to do like a really gory, brutal, scary slasher movie. You have to have like a real great character drama. You have to have a comedy. Like there are all of these things happening and that if any one of those notes doesn't sound right, the whole thing kind of feels weirdly off. And I think you we, you realize just how, well, one, like just the level of talent that you have to have on screen, the, the actors that you have to have doing like doing that and sort of guiding the audience through those tones, they just have to be really amazing. And I think we got really lucky, real, real fortunate. Obviously, the legacy cast—that's just like in their blood. I think they know how to do that with their hands tied behind their backs. Sometimes, literally, um, and, and it's just—they're so natural. They're so natural with that. I mean, they—they they wrote the rule book right in so many ways on that. But mm-hmm. to have new people come in and understand that and and really know what that tone is and and really nail it—that was a—that was a big thing for us. That I think you know that it. Can, how many ways it can go wrong? I don't think you ever really tell you like you let yourself. Go down that rabbit hole too far because it's a really anxiety producing place but once you see those pieces start to click together it's really like just so gratifying to watch it all to watch it all work Um, but then just like the blood work all like the coverage all the things you need to do to like that's just complicated filmmaking stuff that um takes
0: time and i would argue you guys already had on (laughs) ready to ready or not so i I think you guys were the, the right choice for that and i know that you know you guys were giant fans of wes and yeah. it, I mean, Scream came out when I was 11. So it was like the first horror movie that I saw that was kind of like my gateway to horror movies. So I have a lot of affection for it. I assume that you guys are, are very similar. Was there ever a point where you're like, I know it was a quick decision process, but where you were, you were like, I don't know that we can touch this.
2: Yeah, I think the, well, it's weird. I think, yes, we, we have a real aversion to sequels and we we make fun of them a lot. And it was like, oh, there they go. <laughs> Even in like this everybody. movie. Yeah, (laughs) Yeah, exactly. I mean, you know, and it's what it's what the thing it's it's what was so fun about making this is it's like we're not outside of it telling people on a soapbox. We're like, we're in this conversation. We are a part of it as fans. And yeah, so when we found out about it, you know, I think like we know Jamie is a wonderful writer. We know Guy is a wonderful writer. So we had a lot of faith in it. I think we had nerves just in terms of do you want to step into this thing that's like almost a surefire underwhelming experience you know like it's, it's yeah like nine out of ten times it's going to be well the one that's not as good as the other ones and <laughs> you know and also you never want to be that outlier <laughs> no and because it's a, a, you know it's especially the original but the whole franchise it's just it's movies we love and we don't we also just don't want to like ruin that legacy we don't want to you know it's it just matters too much luckily guy and jamie are also mega fans so we knew that it was going to be treated with like love and respect and then honestly as soon as we read the script it was those fears all went away and they they shifted into oh now we're the ones who have to not mess up
0: like
2: they did their job (laughs) really really well yeah yeah, now it's on
1: us
0: (laughs) yeah and then you're in the process and you're you're doing all these like crazy kill scenes i'm wondering are they extremely stressful to shoot or is it just like fun to, to shoot kill scenes
1: with the exception of one in our movie? It's mm. all fun. It actually feels like you're making, you're making a comedy. We, we sort of say that, you know, that it's working when there's that level of energy where when you call cut, everyone kind of laughs, you know, that mm-hmm. there's, there's a, there's a feeling of building that you're building the tension, right. When even just in a take, you feel that sense of things tightening around the characters and, and around the sort of idea of what the, the scare or the kill is. And, uh, there is was, I, I mean that there is so I, one of the fun things about these movies is that there are so many of those moments that you're never bored. I think you, you show up and at least every other day you're stabbing somebody, you have some crazy <laughs> blood gag. You're, I mean, it's, it's just so wild. Like you, you, you're in like some wild chase or action sequence. And I think, for us, we've been so spoiled in the genre, you know, getting to getting to show up every day and like play make-believe at this insane level. And certainly a screen movie, given that they're, they're action movies and they do all those things that we were talking about, you know, earlier, there's never a dull moment. You're never bored on set. There's and also just it's crazy. crazy. Just to add to that really quick, I think the great thing about Scream, too, and like that we got to do on this
2: is you have those, you know, big, fun, lots of stuff scenes. And then you also like I think some of our favorite scenes to shoot are Melissa and Jenna talking in a hospital room, you know, yeah. and those mm-hmm. there's two scenes of those two in a hospital room that were I, I know for me and probably both of us, like sort of two of my favorite scenes to shoot. And because they're you get to be with actors who are just working on such a high level and they're so good. And they're in just a room having a conversation and it's just like any good drama. And then you're yeah, like, and then all, that gag, we're gonna go all the gimmicks are stripped away
1: like, from those scenes.
2: Yeah. yeah. And it, there, you, and it's really special because <clears throat> I think it, it, lets, it lets, just as a viewer, you go, oh yeah, this is about real people experiencing real things. And that's why it really matters to me.
0: Yeah. It's a really hard tone to balance. And I know in shooting it, you guys are really secretive as far as like their secret scripts or like incomplete scripts or people think mm-hmm. that they're the killer but they're not the killer i was curious was there any actors that were actually convinced that they were the killer but they weren't at any point in the shooting or were they all convinced no, but, they were the killer no
2: but uh kind of the opposite it was, with one it was of the, the opposite. <laughs> it's yeah one of them let's just say the taller one uh <laughs> <laughs> uh was actually came to us at a certain point I was like, guys, I just, am I really the killer? Like, you guys aren't bullshitting me. <laughs> We're like, no, no, you're really the killer. We're good.
1: But he genuinely was, was. Always like, one of us would go. Yeah. I'd yeah, go. Like, no, come on.
0: <laughs> and my heart kind of broke because he was my favorite character of the movie. Good,
1: though. That's <laughs> great. Yes. That's actually yeah. great to hear because that's that for us is, the movie has to be able to pull off that level of manipulation. And that's yes. that's important to us that you, the things that you love are also the things that can turn on you really quick right the thing yes. that feels like the safe place to be is actually the most terrifying and that's what these movies do when they're working really well and and that look that's a that is a road that kevin and west designed <laughs> that we yeah. just had to follow you mm-hmm. know it's the, the 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 movies all four of them there's so many wonderful moments of that in in the franchise and um we were the beneficiaries of that path yeah. in so and, many and ways. they
2: also they also do the thing with the the one we're talking about, but I think with both, and I think this is true in all the screams, especially the first one. Is once you know, it's so fun to watch it and go, "Oh my god, it was like right in front of me the whole time. Mm-hmm. Like this was not <laughs> hidden, but it was." And that's really the magic. And I think the fun is that you only get that experience once. You know, it's like, mm-hmm. and then you just know. But that first experience of any scream or any Who Done It, really. Yeah. It's just, it's, it's a rare movie experience to really genuinely be on the edge of your seat in a whodunit.
0: Yeah. But it's also a really rewarding rewatch this movie because yeah. I've seen it more than once now and it's fun to, to know it and watch those characters interact and be like, oh, they're fucking with each other. It's yeah. hilarious. <laughs> yeah.
1: uh,
0: let's go with, you know, you have the sequel, it's greenlit. You've signed up to do the, the impossible again. Uh, where are you in the process with it? and is the intention to make these new cast members the the way forward here or is there i guess I, I don't know is there a way forward without sydney prescott or do you have to always integrate her is what i'm wondering
1: it's a good question mm-hmm. um we can't tell you much we can't tell you much of anything <laughs> about about it i think no you can just can. share the
0: plot just go ahead
1: <laughs> what we can say is that i think let me just share for, my screen real uh, quick hold on yeah yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> got the script up here Uh, um (laughs) that that i think the challenge is for us what's exciting about it right like i all of the questions that you're asking in your in your head as a fan Mm -hmm. are the things that the movie has to be aware of and as expectations and then we have to find a way to challenge to give to give the the audience and to give us as ourselves as fans the experience we want in a way that we least expect it, expect to get it right. That's mm-hmm. that's kind of what these movies have to do, that they're, they're so they're so the conversation is so tight between the audience and what the movie is doing that the expectation has to be something that's always taken into consideration when designing what the what the story is. And that for us is a really fun challenge, especially I mean, you know, we have we had a, we had a good chunk, uh, a, a, a too, too much of a chunk of time between four <laughs> and, and five. Mm-hmm. And now that that timeline is condensed you know there's there are some some new things and some new challenges that we have to sort of deal with on this one and we're really excited to find ways new ways of surprising people um I and Jamie we have a lot up their sleeves
0: <laughs> yeah
1: we will just say that
0: <laughs> i also imagine you have a lot of people coming up to you and pitching you their version of of the next movie
1: <laughs> we actually try to not read them because we don't want to get ourselves into trouble with like if one of if someone's idea accidentally ends up in yep. the movie, we don't want to be. You totally know, fine. I'm going to force you to
0: listen to mine right now. No. I'm just <laughs> <laughs> um, selfishly, just as a fan of of Ready or Not, I'm curious because it was a, a pretty big success um it was a pretty small budget and made a good amount of money around the world so i'm i'm curious was there ever a sequel in development there or is that something that could happen ever in the future
2: yes hopefully fingers crossed we would love to yeah we're, we're we're working on it we we would love to do that that we had such a great time making that too and just love that story and everybody involved so to be able to do that again would be a treat
1: i mean everybody involved is basically dead but <laughs>
0: <laughs> you, you can make it work
1: you know there is we talk a lot about like god what's the original franchise what's our original franchise what's and that's that's the one we just come back to time and time again that has that same scream dna i mean look that's we pitched that movie on the on the shoulders of scream like that's how that movie communicated it to the studio <laughs> mm-hmm.
0: so. just the kind of meta vibe to it or or the tone, the tone. Mm-hmm. yeah yeah Well, I do have one more question before I let you go. But a lot of times, you know, people make their name in horror. They're content to stay in the genre and and kind of innovate. Um, I'm curious what your goals are beyond, you know, the horror movies that you have. Do you you want to keep telling genre stories or do you have like a Transformers or a superhero blockbuster or an indie drama inside of you waiting to come out?
2: I don't know. You know, it's funny. It's like we love horror and it's just it's fun and it's because you can do in horror you can do an indie drama you can mm-hmm. i don't know if you can do transformers but you can do Absolutely. you
1: know you can do <laughs> <we'll say> that <laughs> part out is terminator but kind of a transformer there you go.
2: <laughs> I mean yeah terminator is basically transformer slasher right it's like but you you know i think horror is such a special genre just in that you can have it's it's so wide of what you can do with it but it always has that thrill and it always has that like fun and that like there's just something about it that's so great and I think you know at the end of the day for us it's like we want to go make things that are fun to make they're fun to work on they're fun to share with an audience and you know horror does that great I mean yeah
1: I don't think that'll ever leave us and I think I don't think so either like like filmmakers who got their start in horror like like a like James Cameron for instance There are always sequences in his movies, regardless of the scale, that are straight up horror movie sequences. And that's a tool that regardless of the genre you're working in, that's a thing that will always be well, we will always have some version of that, some flavor of that in everything that we do. Awesome. Not to compare ourselves to James Cameron.
0: (laughs) No, no. You said he needs to make an
1: Avatar movie, we are (laughs) technically (laughs) available.
0: Awesome. Well, I can't wait to see what you do with the Scream franchise and another Ready or Not. Um, I will just say, for my pitch, I don't believe Stu's dead. I'm just saying. I don't (laughs) believe it. He's
1: going to love you for that. Yeah, Let's just (laughs) say, guys. Guy Guy is a real Stu defender.
0: All right. Good. Good. Well, I want to thank you guys, uh, Tyler, Matt, Radio Silence, uh, for joining me to discuss the movie Scream, which hits VOD on March 1st. Thank you so much, guys. Big fan. Thank Thank you,
2: Mike. Mike.